Welcome, everyone, to the Nerd Journey Podcast, episode number 74. We're joining you every week to talk IT career progression and bring you the advice we wish been given earlier on in our careers. I'm your host, John White, at BJourneyman on Twitter, joined by my co-host, Nick Cordy, at NetworkNerd underscore. Hey, Nick, how's it going? Hey, John. As usual, I'm totally juiced. For the listeners out there, we are both pre-sales technical engineers with backgrounds in IT operations. We hope our career discussions will be vendor neutral, relevant across disciplines, and remain timeless. If you're enjoying our content, please drop us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. And if you want to get in touch with us, tweet or DM at Nerd Journey. Ultimately, we're just two nerds on a journey. A journey to virtual enlightenment. So let's take a trip. All right, Nick. Uh, it's part two of our discussion on doing uh, user conventions, the uh, VMUG user convention presentation with Al Rashid. I'm excited to hear the rest of the conversation. Uh, where do we leave off again? You know, whoever said that sequels aren't as good as the original are absolutely incorrect, John. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever asked for feedback from other people on something you've written or perhaps, say, a presentation you prepared? That's exactly what happened to Al. Listen carefully to how Al processed the feedback from others and how he might do it differently next time. Here's part two of the interview with Al Rashid. I, I seem to remember at some point you asked for community feedback, right? For people to like, you know, listen to you give a talk or look over your slides and, you know, maybe a rough draft. Like, how did that go? Did that help out? Like, what was the motivation there? I, I wanted to get feedback from those that had presented previously. And whether they presented one or two times or whether or they could be seasoned veterans that have done user cons, they've done VMworlds, they've done, you know, VMONs, et cetera. But I wanted to get as much input as possible, but I wanted to build upon their experience, good and bad, and hope that I can take those lessons learned and implement them in my presentation during my window. Um, there were, if I could look back, and I don't, again, I don't mind asking for feedback, and you have to accept it, whether it's positive or negative, you can't take it personally, because there may be something that you don't see that someone else can see that could potentially take you down that you know wrong path. Um, there, there, there were a couple of folks that I reached out to that said, this image may not be appropriate or may rub people the wrong way. And, and I understood where they're coming from. I could see to an extent where they were coming from. And that was the one thing that I changed when I went back to the room after coming downstairs in the morning. Originally, I did not include that image. When I got back to the room on a whim, I said, I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna roll with it. This is what I originally had in my presentation. I appreciate the feedback that these folks provided me, but I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to go with my instincts. I'm going to go with what got me to this point. And um, as, as far as feedback post-presentation, the irony is that image was actually a big selling point. It was a big winner in a lot of people's eyes. And I know of one person, Nathan Bennett, who's going to present in the near future, he is going to use a slide similar to it or an image similar to it. And it's, I, I, coincidentally enough, and as we all know, VMUG events are on hold for the immediate future. As far as feedback, Nathan has reached out to me to gain feedback 
for my opinion on his presentation, and I'm humbled. Uh, again, going back to that whole community aspect, if you'd asked me two or three years ago, I'd be doing this, or I would expect someone to ask me for my feedback or input, I would have told you, not a chance, no way. But it's great. It's great to know that people can rely on you and have that trust in you. I think there are a few elements at play here, Al, because when you give a presentation, there's the content, this the stuff that you want to deliver, right? There's the way you want to deliver it, maybe the style or the delivery. And then there's the actual execution that happens when you do the presentation. And we try to prepare ourselves for all three. And in my mind, the perfect presentation can be constructed by the perfect educator. And it sounds like you approach the whole thing like a teacher would. You wanted to meet the audience where they were. You wanted to make sure that you were as inclusive as possible. So you're not leaving anyone behind, not assuming anyone has a ton of technical skills and you wanted them to remember it. And you know, you, you have a lot of pride in what you do. You wanted to be happy with it and you were only going to be happy with it if you gave it your best work or as much effort until you could say, yeah, that's going to be great. Absolutely. No, that's a great way to put, put into words. Um, I was content with my decision and I was satisfied with my presentation. I was extremely happy with the way it flowed, how folks interact, interacted with me while I was presenting. And um, it was very nice to also have fellow community members that I was familiar with in the audience, Tim Davis, Chris Hildebrand, Hildebrand and um, Nick, I honestly thought you were in the room, but now you did remind me you weren't because you had to be elsewhere. But uh, Caitlin Allison from my VMUG was there as well. And it's just, it, I can't stress enough, it's nice to be surrounded by your peers that are there to see you succeed and support you in the efforts that you want to put on. I totally would have been if I hadn't had to give a presentation in a room nearby. <laughs> that was my only sticking point. I'll, I'll have to make the next one out. The, next same, time you're in Dallas. the same goes, I will 10 years. Hopefully we're not doing it at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I'll have That's to get funny. that fixed. Shout out to Tim Davis. That guy's everywhere. I think he was in my VMworld session too. <laughs> what a yeah. what a supporter. Yeah, he was awesome. He, you know what? He and the one thing that I neglected and I just didn't cross my mind is a clicker. I didn't have a clicker with me. So when he walked into the room and he saw me fumbling around on my trackpad, he said, Bro, what are you doing? I said, What? He said, he whipped out his clicker from his bag and he said, Take this. This is your lifesaver. Invest in it. You can use this one for now. It's not yours because this is mine. And we all don't know how Tim is. And Tim, I love you, brother. Don't take this the wrong way. But um, that thing bailed me out. And I, it, most importantly, allowed me to remain focused and engaged with the audience. I wasn't staring at my screen. I wasn't worried about what image I was on or what slide I was on. It just flowed seamlessly. So it's the little things. That's a prime example. It's one thing that I never prepared for, but he bailed me out. And now you probably have a, a a clicker in your backpack at all times, just in case, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Ready to bail out the next guy. Yeah. And that speaks again to the whole community support aspect. You know, I've been at conferences where colleagues or friends of mine came and sat in my session, even though they probably knew all the stuff that I was going to cover and they might've known it even better than me, but yet they decided to come and sit in to support me. And it's a, it's a great feeling. And as you said, it can really just set your mind at ease because you know, 
it seems like no matter how much you prepare, you're always going to get some butterflies and hopefully work them out quickly. Absolutely. No, it was, it was, it was a good experience. It was a positive experience. And to your point, having those individuals in the room with me, um, just, you know, all I hear, all I needed to hear from them was you got this. And that was it. That triggered me. One more thing I wanted to ask about the feedback, Al, if you end up, asking a bunch of folks for feedback, how do you think that affects maybe your confidence level, your feeling on the topic and overall stress level? Um, the confidence level was great. The feedback was tremendous. If I could look back and change one thing, I would probably not ask as many people for feedback. And, and it's no disrespect to the feedback they provided me because it was tremendous, but it was trying to keep track of it all make everyone happy. And when I say happy, you never want to upset someone after you've asked them for feedback and you don't implement it or you don't use it in some capacity. And I didn't think that people would get that way. Maybe that's just an owl thing. It's in the back of my mind. Um, but m moving forward and when I hopefully present uh, in the future, I'll use a smaller sample set, maybe five to seven people. And this way it'll be easier to keep track of what they suggest but it'll it, it, go, as far as the stress level, it'll definitely decrease it tremendously because I can't stress it enough. I was so concerned with all the feedback that I got that if I didn't implement it or take their suggestions, word might get back to them. They don't have to be there physically to see it or in, you know, in person, but word might get back. Oh, Al did this. Oh, he did. I didn't want that. And so I don't think, again, people would have looked at it that way. And it's just an Al thing. That's one of those leadership things, right? Um, you know, you can ask a bunch of people for feedback as long as everyone knows that you listen to their feedback and then, you know, you made a decision moving forward. I think that's all that people care about, not that you took their advice. You know, you're asking their opinion up front. That's like, you know, one uh, check mark, and then you considered it, and sometimes you just don't agree, or or you know the room better than they do, or there's other factors that that you know that they don't, or you just have a different opinion, but you listen to them, and that's that's probably the more important thing. I, uh, yeah, I, I that's that's my feedback. I'm sure there's some people out there that'll be like, oh, why are you asking my opinion if you don't do everything that I say? And I don't know. There's that that's that's a problematic attitude to have. But um, uh, I, I'm sure that, you know, to a certain degree, I'm one of those people. <laughs> sure. I try not to be, but, you know, I, I've definitely found myself saying, like, wait a minute, you asked my opinion and then you didn't do the thing. Why, you know, why am I taking the time to give you my opinion? But that that's probably, you know, like I say, you know, I find myself problematic at times. So, um, man, I'm going to have to work on that. Let's let's turn this session into about me. How about that? Maybe like you should charge to let people hear your opinion, John. <laughs> hey, wait, I, I, I've heard about this. Can you elaborate, uh, Nick? Yeah, we have this thing called the John White School of Mentoring. Anybody that wants to join, send that tweet out to Ad Nerd Journey today. Pricing and packaging to come. Wow. Do do guests do I do guests get a uh, you know discount or you know special pricing? Absolutely. We can talk about it. Okay. Pricing and packaging to come. I'm on it. My my guess is that there's actually a price premium for guests. If you come on, you get charged more. <laughs> it it actually depends on John's snark level on that particular day. <laughs> that, that's how we determine the margins and the overall tiers tiers for the price. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but but to get back to our topic, I, I want to know, Al, from a career perspective, how impactful to your career was giving that presentation in your mind? Uh, it's it's honestly become an addiction, and I look forward to presenting wh- whenever and wherever I can, as often as I can. Uh, but more importantly, I want to do it in environments that I'm not. I've never been a part of uh, in locations that I've never been at and maybe uh, moving forward also topics that I've never discussed. Uh, and, you know, I don't want to remain flat. I can't stress enough. Like I've said all along, I want to continue to challenge myself. So I didn't, I'm moving up dynamically, but I want to find topics that are relevant, that are engaging, that grab the audience's attention, but they learn from it as well. And we can interact in a positive way. Um, if I, you know, I, and another thing that I've taken away from my experience is I've actually encouraged my fellow VMUG leaders to do the same thing. And so they're, and we've all promised each other until, you know, what's going on with this epidemic or pandemic in the world right now. Prior to all this, we promised one another that each of us was going to speak at one of our respective DC VMUG events. And that's, that's on hold, basically. We're going to do it. Uh, we're committed to doing it. And I think based on my experience at, you know, the UserCon at Dallas, my experience at VMON, it's encouraged others to pursue the same interests, something that they probably would have never considered. But now they, because they have a comfort level with me and we're friends, we're community members and so on and so forth, you know, they look at it and say, you know, Al did this. Why can't I? Now it's my turn to take on this challenge. So it's not always about the person, me for this example, that's presenting, but it's also about letting others know that they can do the same thing and don't be shy in doing so. Take it on for yourself. It's so interesting because I think that people don't understand that giving presentations and, and then pushing yourself to to give presentations about things that are maybe just a little bit out of your comfort range to teach other people is so key to career advancement. First of all, it forces you to know more about the topic, you know, than you you actually know at the moment. It's it's one of the, those things that you know it's almost a trope, right? And in order to really learn something, you probably have to commit to teaching somebody else about it, and then that's when you really have to internalize it to such a degree that you can speak intelligently about it and lead somebody else down the path. And then second of all, it's such a key to, you know, career success. Like the every like highly compensated position that that I know of involves giving presentations, you know, leading people down a, a story path. Um, it doesn't need to be slide enabled, but it is talking about something, teaching people and telling them a story. And and that's pretty much a universal skill. So you know, if you can get involved, you know, with that type of, um, you know, skill building, like, like Al did, like you did now, like in what I'm going to like jokingly call low stakes, right? Cause it's not actually your employer, right? You're not being compensated for it. And your next like performance review doesn't depend on how you did on this thing. Um, you know, so I'll say it's low stakes there, but you know, if you can build up those skills and those muscles outside of your work environment and then apply it back to your work environment, that's going to launch you forward. I would agree. But also, and I agree with your the way you um, described it, it is low stakes. But my mindset was also there are organizations, let's use, for example, VMUG, that invested in me. They gave me that window. You know, they, they paid my way to get there. So I didn't want to treat it as 
ah, I'm in and out, I'm done. I wanted to treat it like, again, I can't stress enough, this was a job interview. I don't want to fail it. I want folks to come away with it, with a positive experience, not only for themselves, but for me. But the entire experience is a community experience because there's so many pieces that are involved that I personally didn't realize how much goes into it. And um, I, I, it's, it's tremendous. And, um, you know, if, if, if there are people out there that are interested in doing something, but they're shy about doing it, I highly encourage you, A, to challenge yourself and move forward with it. And B, reach out to any of us. We'll be happy to help you and encourage you to follow it. Awesome. Awesome. I was actually going to ask, uh, if I've never done it before, sure, I should reach out to someone else for advice and whatnot. Are there things I could be doing to get started on my own to help in the preparation, you think? I think, uh, you know, it doesn't hurt to watch webinars from a distance. There's plenty of them. Uh, virtual events. Um, also, you can get involved at your, you know, at your organization's level. Uh, that's at a low level, you know, depending on the size of your organization. Like, uh, as, for example, mine is, as I mentioned earlier, it's approximately 250 people. Uh, but some of the lunch and learns that we provide as part of the IT group or brown bag sessions are for our Virginia office, and there's maybe 125 employees in this area. And we don't always get those 125 in attendance. It's maybe 40 to 50 people. So start small would be my advice. Don't you know? Don't reach for the sky unless you're extremely prepared for it and you're very confident in your ability. Not to say nobody should be, but you definitely don't want to fail at a high level because it's a it's a very difficult experience to get yourself back from. You know, build. You know, learn. But you have to learn from it. Me, I again, I just wanted to start at a low level and then hopefully move up. And if I don't move up, my biggest takeaway is giving back in some way. As long as I'm giving back. People are learning. We're engaging. I'm completely satisfied and content. Nice. So low stakes, but treat it seriously, right? Yeah. Um, I, I really like that that clarification. I also like the idea of watching webinars and other people giving presentations because I didn't really think about this before. But if you're watching a presentation, not for necessarily the content, but watching it for the style that the person is using and thinking about the things that you like and don't like about their the flow that they're using, the progression that they're using. You know, if you see like a hole in it and you go, oh, I wish they had put something in about this, then you're starting that critical thought about presentations and how to give them as opposed to the content itself. And and that having that meta thought um, is an important part of it too. Just it's a change in mindset, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and with you know what you know with what's going on again in the world, moving forward, as we all three of us know, a lot of the big the heavy hitters, you know, in terms of the IT conferences have already canceled for the immediate future. They're all going virtual. So there's no better time than now if you're interested in presenting or speaking. You know, it could be a keynote or it could be a small session. Watch it. Watch the presenter's approach, how they get the audience's attention, how they interact with them, uh, and, and just little things. You don't even necessarily have to focus on the subject at hand that's being presented on. It's the approach and the way it's done. That's just my take. Yeah. And I mean, now that you say that, I think about like the two organizations that I've worked for in the past, you know, couple gigs, both VMware and Google put their all their sessions online, right? On YouTube or, 
you know, behind, you know, like a registration wall, um, you know, but free free of charge. I, I'm sure that Veeam probably does something similar. If not all the sessions, then, you know, most of them are, are a select, you know, group. And you can go in and just see, you know, maybe select on community sessions and, and you know, non-employee sessions and see, you know, how, like when it's a customer that's giving the presentation um, as opposed to the vendor or um, a partner that does implementations, you know, those are the, you know, maybe I'd call them the non-professional presenters, the people who aren't being paid to basically go around and do presentations all the time. So that's where you're going to see like the, um, you know, your peers in that group, right? Right. If I could give a, a shameless plug, just to kind of give you an example, and I believe I've, um, you guys are aware of this as well. As a leader for DCV Mug, and because in-person events are on hold for the immediate future, you know, I took some feedback that I got from fellow leaders in the community and decided, you know what, let's stand up some virtual sessions. Let's give folks an opportunity that A, may not have a chance to do it at that level, at an IT conference level, or a, a big virtual event type of session. Uh, but let's keep it small. And not necessarily, you know, if, it, if, it, if it's 15 attendees or if it's 50 attendees, at least they're going to present from the comfort of their home or their home office. And I'm going to give them enough time to prepare. I'm going to allow them to pick the topic or the subject matter that they want to speak on. I'm going to allow the presenter to create the abstract for themselves. I'm not going to dictate what they're presenting on. All I'm doing is giving them an avenue to present. Here's the floor. How much time do you need? What day do you want? What time do you want to start? It's all yours. So that's one way of giving back to the community in the same manner in which I receive. And is it costing me a penny? Nothing. It's more than anything else. It takes five minutes to stand up the community page, the Zoom registration page, and my job is done. Nice. You just got to be that talent scout, right? I'm trying, brother. Just like I said. Yeah, you do a good help. job. Yeah, thank you. All right, I Al. was going to say a uh, shout out to V Brown Bag as well. If you've never explored any of those, those are a lot of folks who are in the weeds doing the thing and giving a presentation on how they did something. Those would be some good ones to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, John, sorry. Last time I'll interrupt you. No, no. I was just, uh, I wanted to be mindful of everybody's time and, and, uh, figure out maybe as we wrap up here, any final thoughts on maybe career progression in general, like this experience and how, how it's affected your thinking about career progression? Um, most importantly, I want to continue taking on additional challenges, not only in the community, but also professionally in my current role. Uh, based on my speaking engagements, the last two that we've discussed, I want to be more active in my role at work in some of the decisions, uh, some of the presentations, some of our lunch and learns. And I don't want to necessarily take what's given to me and say, read it word for word. I want to run with this from the start to the end. There's going to be contributions from everybody on the team, but I just want it to be something that we can all build on and learn from. Makes absolute sense to me. Al, thank you so much. Uh, once again, what's your uh, your Twitter handle? So the Twitter is Al underscore Rashid, R-A-S-H-E-E-D. Awesome. We'll make sure to put that link in the show notes as well. So if you're interested in reaching out to Al, maybe uh, you have an interest in, in giving those kinds of presentations. Maybe you're somebody who needs uh, 
some feedback on a on a presentation and and in case uh, Al gets uh, snowed under, you know, Nick and I are happy to uh, to pitch in and and listen to you know initial versions of a, a presentation and uh, give feedback, even if it's just you know slides and notes. Absolutely. And, and, and one last thing: if you guys are interested in speaking and, and as part of these virtual sessions, if you've got some time, don't hesitate to reach out to me. And the, and the invitation is open to anyone. So just reach out to me in some capacity. Twitter is the best way via DM, and we'll uh, we'll take it from there. Awesome. Al Rashid, thanks so much for your time and for coming on to the Nerd Journey. Thank you, John. Thanks again, Al. Thank you. Wow, Nick. Uh, Al had so much great stuff to say about how doing community presentations has impacted his career. Um, stuff I hadn't really thought about before. Great stuff. And uh, I like how he's refining what his preparation process is going to be going forward. You know, I think I might refer to that refining process as iteration, John. You can definitely wow. tell that Al is an iteration pro because he's sharpening a repeatable process of improvement. And we always want to be iterating on this show. As you know, if you're out there listening and you've never done a presentation, we've talked about several ways to get started in this episode, and I really hope that it'll encourage you to take that next step and do one in what John refers to as a low-risk environment. We'll see if you agree with that. But if you need help finding a topic, please let us know or ask someone to help you. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. I think Al offered his help, and I'll repeat his info here again. Find him and follow him on Twitter at Al underscore Rashid. And as always, the two of us would be happy to help out as well. <laughs> well, anything pop into your mind before we get out of here? Yeah, John, I'm doing this podcast tonight. I was wondering if maybe you could give me some feedback. Do you mind? Uh, yes, I do. We got to get it out by Tuesday, so I'm going to need quick feedback. Is that cool? N- nope. Not going to be able to help at all. Ah, that's too bad. Okay. Just a reminder, we want people to subscribe and give us a positive review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We want to know if we're being helpful and are always looking for interesting questions to ponder. We're collectively on Twitter, at Nerd Journey. All right. Um, I'm not going to be helpful, but I will say farewell, listeners. Tune in next time as the journey continues. I'm John White, at Journeyman for Nick Cordy, at Network Nerd underscore, signing off. Adios. Adios.